Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Just like Olive Garden, when you're here, you're family. We saw Fast 9, so you know what that means. Now it's time for How Did This Get Made? We're gonna have a good time, celebrate some failure, not just be a hater. Did you know you wonder how did this get made? Let's wallow in the mediocrity of subpar art. Perhaps we'll find the answer to the question, how did this get made? Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? Boy, oh boy, summer is here, and this is the movie that has brought back the blockbuster. It has broken all the records, and it has also brought back the How Did This Get Made family. That's right, we are doing a a full-on all-star How Did This Get Made, the team that has... (laughs) been around for most of the Fast and Furious films, are back again today. Uh, But if you've not seen Fast 9, let me tell you uh, where we are, what we're going into, very quickly. At 145 minutes, it is the longest one in the franchise. Mm -hmm. Justin Lin, the director, uh, has returned. He was ejected 4, 5, and 6. When we last left the gang, they're on a rooftop in New York City. Cypher is on the loose. Dom has a baby by Elsa, who is dead, that he renames Brian in the final scene. The coast is clear. The gang is free. Everything is A-OK. Everyone is living their best life. But 9 picks up a bit more tense. Dom and Letty are on a farm. (laughs) They hear that Mr. Nobody has been captured. The team needs them to find him. And, oh, 
Dom also has a brother who we've never heard mentioned in the eight previous films and magnets. That's pretty much what you need to know as we get into this film. And as always, I cannot break this film down without my two co-hosts. Please welcome Jason Manzoukas and June Diane Rayfield. How are you both? Oh, I, this movie, it, I mean, this made my, made my summer. This really was exciting. This made me very happy. If anything, you said it was the longest one, not long enough. I, it flew by, wow. flew by. Not long enough. <laughs> you know, I, that's interesting. So this is the first time I've been to a movie theater. Same. And Paul and I, yeah, we saw the movie in, in a dark theater in the middle of the day with our masks on. There was one other patron. Love it. And yeah, and it was a wonderful way to re-enter the theatrical experience. To be embraced like family yeah. back into the cinematic it family. It felt right. It felt like exactly where we should Like a big, warm Vin Diesel hug. Uh, so big, so warm. I will say this much. The person who was in the theater left before the post credit scene, which we'll get into, which allowed June and I to dance our way out of the theater. We, nice. The music yes, we was did. on. Those, Ooh, movie clo- theater dance party. Music, we were dancing our way up the aisles. We were dancing in the seats and we danced our way out of the theater. Yeah, that's what we got. And <laughs> oh. you know what? I am dancing right here in my chair because we have a very special guest. Like I said, he is part of the How Did This Get Made Fast and Furious family. Please welcome Mr. Adam Scott. Adam, welcome back. Oh my God, you guys. (laughs) This movie. And like you guys, this is the first time I've been to a theater in what? what, 14 months? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. And... I mean, I w- there is not a better movie to return to the theater oh, for. Truly. And I just have to say, going to the movies is so awesome. Yes. And I really missed it. I really Especially missed it. for spectacle. And what yeah. we're all yeah. looking for is spectacle. And that's what I think Fast 9, smartly, you know, like they really were like, oh, we're, you know, because this movie was supposed to come out. Right as the pandemic hit, like this yeah. movie was imminent. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. it was okay. imminent. Like the t- final trailers were being released. It was. It its was arrival going to be was imminent. The summer blockbuster, like everything shut down in March. This is going to be the one that launched the summer, like the yeah. first movie of yeah. May or and whatever. So they basically punted. The movie didn't like cause the pandemic or anything. Oh, now that's interesting. Right? Now, that's, now that's interesting. That's I just... up for debate. Maybe okay. we figure it out here today. Because I know they've been saying, like, you know, it was monkey to human or, you mm-hmm. know, animal to human. But do you think it there's was no stunt, way it was stunt fast. to monkey and then monkey to human? <laughs> there were scenes shot in Wuhan. There was a, there is a set piece in a wet market that was that was edited yeah. out of the movie. Wait, look, we joke about it, but we know truthfully if the Fast and Furious gang <laughs> could have prevented this pandemic they would have done it in the final second so they it would have gotten so close Here's what i'll say yeah. if given the chance if given the choice rather to have the trump administration be in charge of the covid response oh, or the fast and Absolutely. furious team be in oh, charge of the covid Jason. response they would drive around handing out the vaccine to everybody i wish i wish that the toretto mm. family was in charge of the cdc I would take Ludacris and <laughs> and Roman and, 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 and Tyrese. Roman. Yeah. 
in charge of the COVID response any day oh, of my God. the week. Sure. Over, and you know they're all vaxxed. I mean, you know we, they're all fully vaxxed. Oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, Full, yeah. It's just so like them. Jason and I were talking about this, <laughs> and we felt like the fact that Fauci wasn't in this at all really was yeah. it, it felt to me like we needed a cameo where he you yeah. know tipped his hat maybe he's working with Mr. Nobody I feel like Fauci can be part of the Fast oh, and Furious nothing family nothing would now. make me happier than like Fauci they have to like break Fauci out of like like Charlize has captured Fauci and they're like we gotta go get Fauci <laughs> Look, Fauci's family they literally put Bill Simmons uh, the ringer podcaster sports writer in the movie as part of the pit crew Fauci could be in that pit crew too oh guys you really shouldn't be uh, Wait, was Bill Simmons in that in the pick room? Yes, is he really in the, in the flashback? In the flashback. In the, By the way, well, also in the multiple second, flashbacks. This is for this is for us. This is second movie in a row for us with Michael Rooker in it. Oh, Sixth yeah. Day, Sixth day, last week's episode, or oh, whatever, Michael last Rooker. episode we did, and this, Michael Rooker, Yandu from Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. coming in, again, one of our great character actors. They oh, really, wow. they do, we haven't talked about it yet, but this movie starts with a flashback to young Dom, and he, we get to see his father, and his father's racing, I don't know, is, is it a, NASCAR racing? Well, I'm not it's sure. It's kind of like a speedway racing. racing. I think it's okay. a little I think it's a little lower Seemed budge. like a regional yes. race of small, some sort. Small scale, but like nonetheless deadly, because as we watch, his father gets killed. I mean, that um, car was straight up made out of gasoline. I mean, when it, when it hit, oh, yeah. I mean, it... It didn't even. It exploded. It exploded it in such a way that it was. <laughs> it was as if the car was covered in gasoline, yes. and there was a match thrown by it. I I understand that they talked about this idea, like it could ignite immediately, but that car. <laughs> that car exploded. You could tell they were like, this car needs to explode in such a way that there is no question that yeah. the person inside of it is dead. Although I like, would not be surprised be at all. Unquestionable. I would not be surprised at all if in 10, yeah. Papa Toretto shows up. Oh, one hundred percent. Sylvester Stallone as Papa Toretto. That's my pitch. Hundred percent. I have to talk about something, and that is the flashback sequence and the actor who's playing young John Cena, Tom's little brother, Jonah. What's his name? Jacob. Jacob. Is it Jacob? Jacob. It's Jacob. Um, is. So much shorter than young Dom. But then when we see them in Adult, adulthood, day, yeah. adulthood, John Cena is so clearly quite a bit it's taller. It's so fascinating. It's out, it's out now, I'm going to say something else. If you watch the it's movie, outrageous. if you watch the movie again... Notice in scenes. Have where, you seen this movie more than once, Jason? No, I haven't. But I, but I think that like I'm just going to point something out that okay. uh, only because uh, if you get a chance to watch it again, Vin, Di- they're also at times using forced perspective to show Vin Diesel being taller than other characters oh, as yeah. well. They're oh, using Lord thinking. of the Rings technology yes, here. Like there's they're a scene with him, him and Letty <laughs> where he and Letty are standing in the doorway like of Thanos. a building, and he's like. <laughs> Six inch standing. You, it doesn't look like it, but it's he's standing absurd. higher than her. And when they both exit, he has to exit weirdly because he's on something that is like a lift. It's they're constantly trying to like ret- an extended lift. They're retconning him. Out yes, door. yes, they're retconning him as a tall man by it's casting a tall absurd. man as his younger self. It's fascinating. It, it's really very crazy 
to see them in those flashbacks because they are, I mean, I would say little brother Jacob is 18, 19, but you're at your full height. Yeah, he didn't have a growth spurt at 22. Not like, possible. Yeah. Or we have to assume that like Dom shrunk somehow. Yeah. Prison? They might have, or they- Bad, they, bad they, nutrition yes. in prison? <laughs> one of them shrunk and one of them grew. <laughs> I was wondering why they had other actors portray because it, yeah. it's a while ago, but it's not like they're toddlers. I they thought they were right. be actors. I thought they were meant to be like teenagers, but they clearly are not. The actors are not teenagers. So. I have a theory right. on this. Oh, interesting. I have a theory on this. Um, I the think actors the reason, look like they're like twenty five. That's yeah, right. So yeah. My theory is they want to spin off Fast and yes. Furious into like a TV show or a movie uh, and use those two characters pre dad's. I thought death. those guys were great. Well, they were also great. because in the in the in the flashback in the when Dom gets out of jail, you also see young Mia, young Letty. You see young analogs for all of the main mm-hmm. characters, and so they right. could do like origin. Story, um, Fast and Furious movies, like Paul is saying, with those actors as the young, the the twenty something, young twenty something versions of the t- the team, which mm. I am there for. I, I'm all in, and I will say though, Adam, to your point, I did want Little Man Technology on these, yeah. you know, Little Man, the uh, the classic Wayne's Brothers films, where they just sure. put an adult yeah. head on a baby. I wanted that for Vin. <laughs> Been great. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, but Michael Rooker was in the flashbacks just with a super weird wig on. Yeah. By the way. And then. <laughs> wait, wait, by the way, the movie, the first scene of the movie takes place in 89 or 99? 89. 89. 89. Because then the first, the first movie, movie is, is 2001. 10 years later. Right. All right. That's a lot of aging. They both did a lot of aging. Uh, in that well, time. I mean, like Vin Diesel loses all of his hair. In in yeah. from he goes well, he's bald by the time he's you know I have a theory um, about this. If you were to ask Vin Diesel like, "Are you a bald man?" he would say, "No." Whoa! Yeah, I, I, now there, that's I, interesting. I believe there are certain. I can speak as a bald man that there are certain bald men who don't believe that they're bald that they just shave their head by choice. Uh-huh. Like they have convinced well, themselves. I see. What you're I see what oh, no, no, no! I'm not bald. This I could this have hair. Ch- I choose to shave it off. Right, and and there is a this there, movie. Yeah. This movie franchise, here's what I'll say. This movie franchise has the highest number of bald men in lead roles oh. out of anything we've ever seen Which in history. Which makes me furious because I'm that. finally like, get me in there, guys. You, I'm, like, it's am- you have to get Damn. in there because almost everybody, especially not this movie because he's not in it, but The Rock, when The Rock was in it, when Statham was in it. And like, let's Tyrese, talk about it. Statham um, is in it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Statham is in at the tag. But but you know what I mean? Like this, you look I, at I it. If, I did not see this tag. I don't even know what oh, that is. Okay. Okay. We, we, we can get to it at the yeah, end. We'll get to it. We, yeah. We, yeah. But um, no bald women. <laughs> now that's interesting. Isn't that yeah, interesting? That is true. I Although mean, Charlize's hair is short. Charlize yes. has that haircut, which I'm into. I like that haircut. I like the way that they. Well, I mean, there's so much going on with oh this God. character. And, and I mean, we even. I want to even bring it out to the fact that what I really was having trouble with was. Going, wait, how did Fast 8 end uh, The Fate and the Furious? I was like, how did that end? And I went back and rewatched it. It seems like shit has worked out. Like, The Rock gets his badge and gun back. They're in New York. Things are Vin good. They don't mention. Son. Yeah. And, and 
And now, when we open up on this movie, they're on a farm, and they're freaked the fuck out that yeah. someone is going to yeah. kill them. And I was like, what has transpired? Because when they make that kid right. jump into the cellar... That was like, kind of terrifying. Brian, yeah. go! Yeah. And Brian is aged a lot. Brian yeah, has gone from baby later. to like... Yeah, he's like 30 now. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, your numbers. They, they your never, numbers. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little off numbers-wise today, guys, but I think I'm in the, the right zone. Uh, they never explain through the whole movie... Why? Why they were so freaked out uh, at the beginning? Am I right about that? I mean, they just saw they just saw a normal car. Nothing was intimidating. Like a Toyota is coming down the road. Well, here's the thing: get the fuck in here. I think there are still people out in the world who want them dead. Who? Okay. I mean, Um, Cipher. That's the thing. I mean, Cipher because Cipher escaped, right? Right. But do you think that Cipher's coming after Dom? Probably. I think she's going to come after Statham. She completely, well, under, that was Dom's orders. Okay. You know, you know, like that was Dom's plan was to get, was to act because Deckard at the end, Statham at the end says, how did you know I'd do it? You know, right. and, and he's like, you know, family. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, I, I think this is sort of why this movie, as much as I loved it and loved going to the theater and loved any Fast and Furious movie, um, and would take it and go see it again any day of the week. This one, just this, like, the the fact that they're freaked out at the beginning, we never quite know why. I found myself in that first terrific sequence kind of out in the jungle. Yeah. I found myself in that same place that I was, like, with Star Wars prequels or Indiana Jones 4, where I'm like, this is fun, but who's chasing them and yeah, no why idea. and what are they? I, and usually yeah. these movies are so good at setting up the big bad, the big cartoony conflict yeah. that's going to carry us for this movie. It's all always so expertly and clearly stated right at the beginning. And we know clearly where we're going. And this one, I, I wasn't. I was with you, Adam. Couldn't quite, quite figure sure. well, it out. This, yeah. yeah. I didn't know why Charlize was in the box. Well, well yeah. 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 Well, she was on that the question plane. a couple times. Yeah, that's okay. So Mr. Nobody had managed to capture Charlize. Which and had she her- was uncaptured at the end of the last movie. He's like, We believe she's in Athens. So yeah. they like he Mr. Nobody is continuing his quest to take down Cypher. Charlize. Cypher, exactly. And manages to and puts her in like a classic magneto. No, um, he doesn't do that. Oh, oh, you think that... Um, I think John Cena puts her in that cell. You think John cell. Cena? Oh, okay, okay, got John it. John Cena and the son. John Cena and his buddy. And that's his yeah. setup. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought he's... St- in my mind, there was a set piece prior to the movie where John Cena... In Fast and Furious fashion, John Cena f- steals the box, the clear Lucite oh. box with Charlie's in it out of the plane. But you're right. He probably just oh. took Charlie's and made that box and By put the way, that it. box that Charlie's is in has no seats. She yes. has to stand in a prison cell like the only the only thing in that box besides the lasers going around her box um is a drawer that they can pass her documents in but there's no there's no place to sit there's no bed and i just really started to feel for her i was like how embarrassing to be on display in front of all these military jerks and then you can't even sit down you just gotta (laughs) lean the entire time i mean at first right because you don't want to sit on the floor She looked great in the box. But the thing is, like, so when I first saw her in that box, I was like, oh, it's not a cell. It's 
a protective layer. Like I thought she was in like a Pope mobile type oh, thing. And oh, I was like, like a oh, bulletproof cool. kind of. Yes, yeah. she's in a bulletproof. Like we have That's to, they have to protect her. I thought it was weird that because it's again, if you haven't seen it, it's like a perfectly transparent, like like a glass lucite bulletproof box. Very I thought the one weird thing that was weird was that it was a completely clear, transparent toilet that was in there. I thought that was uncalled for. I didn't yeah. like that. I just thought that, that was long weird. scene where we're with her the entire time she goes to the bathroom. Yeah, and she's like, "Can Which, I just? Can I get a magazine? Can I get something?" Yeah. And you just see everything travel through the pipes. Are I mean, by the way, and it's yeah. it, it was it was not, it really wonderfully designed. And again, this is technology we shouldn't be using on just you know villain super jails. But uh, yeah, they really did a great job. Listen, on that. transparent toilets are where it's at. That's like that's you know Wonder Woman has her invisible jet. You know, it's got to have an I invisible mean, I will toilet. Say, on there. If you've ever had a um, clonic, it's the same idea. Like you kind of get to see what goes by. You see everything. <laughs> you know, you see everything. And everyone else gets to see it too, which is the cool part because all the plumbing is translucent. Yeah, and that's and really for John Cena's team, they get to make sure that nothing that's coming out that's right. is like a message like, or like that a, she has right. it digested and is yeah. shitting out some sort of message yeah. in a capsule. That's right. Or we anything. Honestly, this we should be doing tiny. this for, you know, Guantanamo? Yeah, the, yeah. Yes, the most violent. All bad guys offenders. need to be shitting in yeah, transparent toilets. We need toilets. to see their shit. We, <laughs> we need have to by the way, their shit. This is enough for the Marvel Universe. The raft needs to be totally translucent. We need to see yep. these supervillains shitting. As you shitting. talk about this, Jason, I'm realizing that Magneto also didn't have a toilet in there. He had a bed. So yeah. was his toilet invisible or was his toilet, did they have well, to walk Magneto, him out of bed? Here's the thing. Magneto's shits are so high in metal content, he can just to use his powers to extract <laughs> them from his butt cleanly and then send them away. He doesn't need a send trailer. them away. Just put just, them just like boom into space. Yes. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family, we had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb. 
com/host. When you're thinking of hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching. And you know what? Did you know that 70% of users don't even visit other leading job sites? If you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. LinkedIn knows that small businesses might not have the time or resources, so they're constantly finding ways to make the process easier. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in 24 hours, and they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash valuable. That's linkedin.com slash valuable to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I want to just talk to what Adam was saying about we jump into this movie and we don't have we don't have much to go on because it seems like Roman and Tej. We don't have much to go on except for eight previous movies. Well, I mean, but I, over the last twenty years, a lot has yes, changed but, because, mean, and it's that's a lot for us, some of us, to remember. <laughs> well, yes. Oh, yes, uh, that's true. I did yeah, just okay. rewatch all eight in the last three weeks. Did you really? I did. How fun! Wow. I watched all eight extended cuts. Ooh, wow. Oh wow! Oh my god! E- even so, they always kind of play a little catch-up, then set up yes. a new thing that's yes. going on. Right. And, this, and this one was just kind of episodic and obligatory, sort of, just in the kickoff. Well, this was also the first felt- time, this was the first time we've, they've used the language of a flashback to yeah. to, to give us context right. for the team, for any, for in this case, for Dom, but for anybody. Yeah. Like, this is the first time they've, or I, I mean, you know, this is the first time they've ever gone into the past like this, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. I will say this. As much as there are some confusing elements, like the idea that, like, okay, Roman and Tej and Ramsey, I guess they are now working together, even though we left last left them and they were kind of like a romantic triangle. But I was like, either way, they're kind of working on it. They're in a team and Dom is not in a team. And, and I don't know, but I, I love that this writer, uh, Dan Casey, who is new to the franchise, uh, Chris Morgan had written all of them, but Tokyo Drift, I believe, or number two, uh, he comes in and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to get this movie going. And I actually think just diving in was the way to go because then there's a lot of meta shit in this movie. And it's more Holy fun. shit. I mean, there's, there's a so lot. much meta. Basically, Tyrese's character, Roman, is a meta. His entire yeah, yeah. character is to serve as a meta textual commentator on the movies. He keeps saying, hey, has anybody noticed? Like, we keep getting into these crazy adventures. I was shot 14 times just now yeah. and none of us can die. Like, is, is, is does this seem weird to anybody? Like, he, they're leaning into the criticisms that the movie gets, that the movie has turned a story about street racers who used to steal TV, um, DVD combination players into like people who like are the Avengers essentially and are like yeah. using cars in ways that are superhero level, you know, like they're God level people. They cannot die or be hurt at all. And Tyrese comments on that throughout the movie. And I thought it was hilarious. Well, they had to because of where they I end do. up going, where <laughs> Tyrese and Ludacris Holy end shit. up fucking going at the end of the movie which okay. i could not and we called you, that we, we called, called that, that years, years ago. ago we did yes and i think i we did did oh not you that, very well may have 
I, sure. I yeah, don't June. know if anyone wants to check the tapes. Check, check the tapes, tapes, but I think we can but all roll them back. I'm pretty sure it June was me. It. But here's the thing about the space sequence. I have to say, I was a little disappointed. Oh. oh. What? Okay. okay. <laughs> they drive I, a car in space. <laughs> this movie is so car-based that even when they go to space, they drive a car. And they outfit that car to be like like a Back to the Future DeLorean, like they like they hit buttons and the car's like, psh, yes, psh, and he hits the gas to go forward yes, in yes. space. They have a nas, <laughs> they have a nas tank in space. Like a big. What? But here's what NAS didn't happen: tank. they didn't have a race in space. Oh, I see. Yes, that's uh, okay. true. And true. that's the what space I was race. You wanted it to be the space. I wanted space. a space race, okay, and I, I wanted. A sense of like action up there, yeah. you know, yeah. and out there. It wasn't I, enough that they drove yeah. through a satellite and then, <laughs> without knowing how or where, drove to the International Space Station and again. Got, drove a car me, there, but again, I am as the author of the original yes. source material. Mm-hmm. Like I have, you know, of course, I'm going to be disappointed when I see it realized on screen. So it wasn't for me. It wasn't oh. exactly what I thought it was going to be. Amazing. You wanted like a woman in a space bikini floating out in space <laughs> going like that exactly. and like the car starting like, and, like, oh. exactly. like Dom we found a race of aliens that love to race <laughs> and that would have been the end like them by the way <laughs> if if Fast 10 is the space race I'm on board oh, oh I'm in 100%. I mean I'm on board it didn't feel like there was a sense of urgency out there <laughs> what are you well, talking about they literally were like we're four seconds away from complete destruction you have to do it uh, I don't know and I, I did <laughs> want one of them I did want one of them to have to get out of the car and do a spacewalk oh yes I, me it too. was yes. calling for a spacewalk yeah. there's no way those space there's no way that the car their suits or anything can withstand the pressures of space there's no. just absolutely no way by the way they pop no. out of that car at the yes. end when you see them at the space station like they like as if they rolled down the window and was like hey, we're, like, hey they're can on. we come on <laughs> they are they're the movie this movie I will say was does for me I will say one of the things one of the things that this having now watched them all one of the things that this franchise does so smartly is it it's always course correcting and this one they were like oh no we know what these movies are we have to not only recognize it and comment on it through Tyrese's kind of meta commentary but also lean into how silly these movies are this and is, let them be silly. This is know? my point. This is what I, I know. I took a lot of flack online about this when because I think a lot of people think that Hobbs and Shaw was too silly and too whatever. But Hobbs and Shaw set a template that I feel like this movie embraced and kind of brought it back because I felt like Fast 8 was a little too serious. And I yes. don't feel like Justin Lin makes all these sequences fun and big and they're stupid in the best ways. Like in like, it's like magnets. Great. Let's do a fucking oh my great. God. This, movie, shots. this movie was basically underwritten by big magnet. Like they're almost <laughs> yeah. every set piece utilized. <laughs> they basically find for anybody who hasn't seen the movie and is listening to this. They find a bunch in the early scene. They find a bunch of incredibly powerful magnets and almost <laughs> every set piece for the rest of the movie utilizes those magnets somehow. And it does not get old. No, it doesn't. And oh. magnets that are basically like gravity level, yes. like, um, like more yeah. than gravity, more than gravity. They, they more are than like, gravity. like, like yeah, a like black, they can pull, pull an they can pull orbit. a car through a building. 
And they can also yes. push it off with equal force. So, like, they have a yes. dial in every car, and it's like, I turn it to eight, and it sucks in cars. I turn it to one, and it shoots the car off into, like, 20 feet the other way. It's like, <laughs> 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 the magnet it, has it a lot great. of force. It was awesome. And and we first see the magnet in use in the best possible sequence, which is Dom's brother, who we've never really met. And I'm glad that the characters also call that out, too. But he drives off a mountain and then into <laughs> oh my god into a magnet plane it was amazing oh yeah well not okay I so that, that happens so that happens where john cena jumps off a mountain lands in the plane then dom and letty are trapped you know they're getting fired upon by the military of whatever country that they've illegally entered who knows where they get all their gear who, how they get transported i don't understand the the infrastructure that allows the team to do what they do, but we don't even have to. They're so smart to not even examine it. Um, but the, the that move where Dom the bridge is out, and Dom drives at the out bridge. Okay, that and and manages to hook a cable against the car and swing the car across the chasm and le- and kind of like it swings and lands on the other side of the chasm in another country in a safe country on like and they 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 survive effortlessly wait is that the same sequence though is that the bridge sequence cuz then there's the other the other well, car that three, drives straight up the bridge? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just not, that's the other car. Yes, yes. Same so sequence, though. They, they the hit the bridge. Uh, Tyrese hits the bridge as it's falling apart, like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom style, and they're getting across it, but by the time they get to the other edge, the, the most of the bridge has fallen down, but they were able to <laughs> defy gravity and, and we're going to just drive up the And what's, he, Vin Diesel sees this, as he's rush, uh, driving towards it and you see him realize, oh, I know what I'll do. And he does what Jason just described. And it's absolutely insane and makes and zero he's, sense. And he's shifting. He's shifting a little bit in there, too, like not yeah. his body, but like literally the car shifter. And when that car jumps on the bottom ledge of that other mountain on the other side, it flips, boom, 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 boom. Doesn't yeah. explode like the dad's car. They're not when, wearing seatbelts. They're not wearing seatbelts. The car, expl- like, flip, 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 flip. All the windows are broken. And when you look in the inside, Dom and Letty look like they are ready to go out on a night on the town. There's yeah, not a right. not a mark they on are, them. Not they even, are not a scratch. Not even they like all a piece walk of away grease. from so much destruction without a scratch. It's shocking. They do one of the things that really this movie leans into heavily, which I have I'm now obsessed with in these movies, and I'm pretty sure it's just Justin Lin that does this. Um, is that Justin Lin lets cars be extensions of physicality. So like, hmm. so like in this case, this is like Tarzan swinging across a vine, across sure. a chasm <laughs> on a vine, you know? But in this case, they ca- instead of catching it with their hands and swinging across, they catch it with the car and swing across. Instead of the bridge going out like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and them having to climb up what's left of the bridge, they can drive up what's left of the bridge. There's another one where Letty is like thrown from something and she's going to fall to her death. And Dom drives his car around and he catches her with his car. Wow, so cars yeah. are hands. Her landing on the hood and like grabbing on the inside ridge of yes. the hood and looking at him through the windshield is now like their signature romantic yes. move. They see each they other it. through cars. 
Yeah, and when she did that, and they it's look at each other, way. and they're like, "All right, yeah, we did." June, that how many again. times That's have cool. I done that to you? Caught you on the hood of the car? <laughs> like, if she landed on the hood of his car, she would land with the with the weight and the ferocity that would cause her to die, and they would be yeah. staring at each other while she died on the root on the hood of his car. It's cr- yeah. they constantly are using cars as extensions of their physicality. It's almost as like they are they transformers. Are, that's how in control they are. Like transformers are yeah. robot and cars and they can jump across, they can do things. I, I, I did have a couple of like logic questions because, uh, and I, I don't want to get bogged down in uh-uh. it, but this is the one that really stuck out to me. Dom and Letty are living in a farm very removed from where we don't know where this so removed that the sight of a of a car coming causes them to go into full fucking panic terror mode like we're going to be home invaded now they say to dom and letty hey we're going to go find mr nobody uh which they say mr nobody about a zillion times uh in like five minutes in one sequence truly Uh, it's i was like wow they must be regretting this name mr nobody but uh so He's like, no, I don't do that anymore. But wheels are going to be up at 6 a.m. At one point, it seems like Dom decides to go around like, let's say, 10 p.m. midnight. I'm going to give it in that zone. He, who's babysitting Brian, the baby? Yes. Because yeah. yes. I know that Brian is also watching the other that. kids, but it didn't seem like he had a chance to like, like there would have been one thing if he would have brought Brian to the airplane and said, all right, well, first we got to make a stop in L.A. Like yep. that baby... Where who's they never mentioned? Oh yeah, it. yeah. No, where they they don't mention it until much later when Mia shows up and she's like, "Don't worry, all the kids are with Brian." So at <laughs> well, that's some the point, interesting thing about wait. the movie though, like the movie, and they they did this in the last one, like they equate fatherhood and parenthood with death, <laughs> and yes. the concept of family in the movie really only applies to work and friend adult friendships. Like it is never applied to actual like parental uh, biological um ties which is really upsetting and he never i also found it fascinating because that is dom's child right yes That's his child. yeah it's his he child never, with um um elsa pataki and i think elsa, her name is yeah the yeah. woman who died yeah. in the last he also movie, yeah. just never checks in no, never. Oh no, and or Letty mentions is, him again until the end of the nope. movie. And Letty doesn't seem interested in being uh, a surrogate mother to young Brian at all. She seems Not like at all. She's like, I don't want this. She's life, ready basically. to go immediately. Like, yeah. And Which I love that, that. I they, actually liked, but I, liked, I was also yes. I thought that was interesting. You know that they didn't that they gave that to her that she wasn't. But it it just seemed like I was like, is he in the is he still in the trunk? Is little Brian in a trunk somewhere? Like, is he still hiding in the hidey hole? <laughs> I'll be back yeah. in a couple of days. <laughs> is Paul Walker's character still alive? Yes. yes. Oh yes, Adam. he's just retired. Well, from that's, just, that's he's, who he's, pulled he's, up yes. at the end. Yeah, the he's, yeah I know. he's I, in a living death, which is yeah. called fatherhood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. Going to save that question for the end. Does they they led it led me to believe that the next movie is we're is going to have Paul Walker in it again. The Paul, way the movie. I ended. think the idea is that at the the final scene in the last movie, they all get together for a family dinner and they don't mention Paul barbecue and a barbecue. And I feel like there's a couple mistakes that the the fans called out. We'll get the justice for Han uh, in a second. And I think it was like, what do you mean you don't you didn't want to have Paul at the barbecue? And they were like. This is how we can do it. We can say he's coming to the barbecue. We can give him something to do. But they, they I think the last movie, they kind of like wrote him out 
Like they didn't really like right. incorporate him the right way. So I feel like they wanted to make him more present. But they do say, hey, we got out of this. We retired, which is a hard thing to say. We retired because we have a family. But you got two more movies coming up. You you got to get out of retirement a little bit. Like you got to. Well, like, it's you, also yeah. like now, you know, and it's it's so interesting that the only thing that can make Vin turn his back on his son and his parental duties is the knowledge that his brother is oh I guess he doesn't know that his brother's out there yet. He doesn't he only yet, knows which is weird. He only knows that postcard, the Han postcard. So he thinks the Han um by the way, he doesn't seem like much for sentimentality. But have he figured out it was Han yet? No. No, he just got no, a postcard hadn't. from Han that he put in a drawer and then obviously when the house blew up in LA but didn't that he say he got survived? the Han, didn't he say he got the postcard from Han after Han died? Yeah. Yes. For sure. So so but I he eventually figures out that is from Han, but when he leaves his son at the beginning of the movie, I just was unclear as an audience member what it was that was pulling him so hard to right. go meet up with them and get on the plane. It I was agree. Not I'll tell clear. you what. It was that he wanted to leave. There is <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's it. <laughs> no, yeah. That I think is you're right. it. He wanted to get the fuck out of there. I think it's that the yeah. movie needed to happen. And so he needed to go. (laughs) Well, look, but look, Mr. Nobody is family, right? He was like, I can't not help my family. Mr. Nobody helped me clean my record. Like he's got it. Like he felt an obligation. Like, yes, I love being a father. But at the same time, I am a father and that's my family. But also Mr. Nobody is also my family because he came to my last picnic. I believe that that was part of the part of the reasoning. (laughs) Here's another one of my and I did enjoyed the movie a lot but here's another one of the things that was sort of missing for me is i feel like in kind of getting the john cena character and building up the the kind of conflict between he and dom and knowing that he's eventually going to turn good and become an ally at the end they never really pushed him and made him really bad right like they should have i think gone all the way like they did with statham and made him an Evil, yeah. You know, he kills Han or whatever. At least we think he did. Like he was a bad guy. And then they turned him. And I think in the absence of that and Charlize clearly only having they only got her for three days or whatever. Three it days. Was. Feels like one so, day. It seems like we'll do the cell oh, stuff yeah. before lunch th- and after the cell stuff after lunch. <laughs> I thought about it because I thought it's probably too much stuff for one day, maybe two. I thought if they had five days, it would have actually had her outside at some point. Yeah. But she never leaves the stage. So I landed on three days, but maybe it is one or two. Um, But I think with her sidelined and John Cena is like the main bad guy, but not really. I feel like the movie is missing a bad guy. A, a really bad guy. And they always had such great yeah. uh, bad guys. I I buy that. And That's you know what? It's, it is interesting. It's it's very hard to put a villain next to a villain that you love. It's like, oh, yeah. you right. know, and that's tough, too, because all you want to do is, like, get her out of that box and be like, now you take now you please take over. And she does eventually. But again, it's limited. It's limited. It's Can limited. Can I ask you guys yeah. a question? Yeah, I I so I I wrote a bunch in my in my thing like John Cena, like seems to think he's playing like the Terminator Mm. or something like he's like very stoic 
and still and wooden and kind of just like matter of fact. There's no there's no flourish or flair to him. There's no there's no joy to it. Okay, I don't know if you guys felt the same or not, but he felt to me very kind of just kind of it just didn't it just didn't rise to the to the level that other people were at. But I'm wondering if that is him kind of not being able to get there or is he doing what he thinks is a Toretto? Yeah. Is he like, I'm related. I'm Vin Diesel's brother. So I can't act this whole other way. I have to be in, I have to exist under his shadow. So I would act like he acts, but slightly adjacent, you know, is he basically doing a Vin Diesel impression? I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you here because we know that John Cena is capable. No, John Cena is capable of, of really being the life of the party. I mean, you see him even in the Suicide Squad clips. He's funny. He was oh, in yeah. uh, He's funny Blockers. He uh, yeah, Blockers. He was great yeah. in that. Like, he... He, I like John Cena. To be clear, I like John Cena. I know, you know? but I, I think you're right. I think this might be a choice because he is devoid of very being very evil, very sarcastic. Like, there's nothing more... Like He's playing more like Jason Bourne in... Like Jason Bourne program, Jason Bourne, not Jason Bourne. I'm trying to figure out my identity. Uh-huh. Like, like just Treadway, like, Jason right. Bourne. Yeah, he just feels very... Yeah, right. Terminator is like probably a good... He felt to me like a Terminator, like he was just yeah. joylessly m- moving through his plan without any kind of, without any relish, without any emotional. Money. Yeah. He doesn't even want to destroy I read the it world. differently. Okay. Because I read it because what we end up finding out, I thought that in the beginning, Jason, but then what we end up finding out is he's actually held this secret. Yes. You mm. know, for his whole life. And it it's sort of... It turned. I feel like he turned on himself at a very young age, and so to me, it kind of justified why he was so disconnected. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I actually really liked John Cena in this movie. I I did too. I thought he was he was good, and I think he for like the kind of actor he is and uh, the kind of role this was. I thought he was really good at like projecting smarts yes and i in other roles he's played i see that and i think it's interesting and way more interesting than some of these actors sometimes are but i think jason you're right too like he was written and maybe directed i don't know a little bit into a box in that the character is a little bit of a tweener like he's not Mm. super evil he's not a good guy clearly and so he's sort of writing this line i think as an actor he did a good job with that but it's a tough kind of line to and 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 i there was a vacuum Uh, i did miss the rock and yes jason statham for that sense of fun those guys are the thing is like statham and the rock which i think john cena is supposed to kind of replace those guys and that energy and i think it's good for him to be a big physically imposing villain. I liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we don't have Statham. We don't have The Rock. We don't have any of those kind of physical threats. So I liked, and I and I liked John Cena's character and I liked his kind of, you know, um, you know, uh, I, I liked what he was, I liked basically that they used John Cena's character to answer questions from the past, i.e., how do you think, Mr. Nobody, who knew who you were? 
You know, when right. John Cena is like, I'm the one that told him about your team. I'm the one that like it is it, it kind right. of it kind of answers some of the questions that make the Fast and Furious timeline a little bit wonky, mm. you know, it, which is he kind of is retconning it by saying, I've been following you all along. I know what's up. It's you very know? much like that reveal in the, the latest James Bond, not the one that's coming up, but the one before it was like. Who do you think was behind the whole thing? It was oh, me. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, it was. Oh, okay. Like, well, listen, John Cena did a, an excellent job at, you know, pretending to be the same height as Vin Diesel. That's <laughs> yeah, not easy. I mean, that was that is not easy. And I, I do believed it. I, I mean, I believe that he was a smaller man. I, I will say that there is something really interesting about the stoic nature of them, and I think they did pair up really well. And they're fighting buddies. Uh, and you have to you have to have a turn for the character because you know he's going to become good at the end. So it's a tricky position to play. But he also doesn't. Wait, can get, I ask yeah. a question, Paul? That I think you and I discussed in the theater mm-hmm. quietly. There was only one other patron, yeah. but um, what is there? Are hmm, are <laughs> they Italian? Oh, well, well, this is a this good, is yeah. Charlize, Charlize, is it Charlize who has this line where they My say, my favorite line of the whole movie, I know yes. the Toretto's yeah. have a famously mixed bloodline. Famously, yeah. famously mixed. Because <laughs> those are not, they are not brothers. No, well, and I nor mean, is Mia no. their sister. <laughs> no, nor, nor like is Aryan. young, nor is He's young as Vin. Aryan as it comes. I mean, nor, young Vin, old Vin, different. Mia, like, like it's it's all over the map. But the dad is like Nordic. Like yeah, she yes. says yeah. Nordic. She says I didn't know there was a she Nordic. She says line. that she references oh, she his Nordic chin. Okay, yes, so then, she says yes. I didn't. And then she's what did she say? She says you you looks you you have a Nordic chin. I wouldn't have predicted that. You know, yeah, which is basically like like <sighs> Papa Toretto got around. I guess I I don't know yeah. exactly what the implications are of that. But she was trying to insult his mother, I guess, yeah. or his. Yeah, I mean, so they, they could also have different okay. moms. We don't know. Like they oh, I, almost, I, I guess I assumed it was dad though. because yeah. they seem to be they being raised by their dad. Right. So you're okay. suggesting, Paul, they had different moms, and one mom just like dropped one off yeah. to be raised by the other mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you don't see that every day, but I guess it, it is a possibility. She you, wasn't attached. But she they really, they, to this but yes, that's what that's, I mean. That's like, the interesting thing about the movie. It really deals with like maternal ambiguity. And I appreciate yes, that. But right. by the way, they, it, op- right. it also opens it up for the, for the two moms to come in in the next movie and be the bad guys. Team up with Helen Mirren. By the oh, way, man. that Helen Mirren scene. Helen Mirren driving with Dom in the car, one of my favorite scenes. One of the best scenes. I wanted them. I mean, I know oh, people I have talked it. about this. I wanted them to kiss. I, I wanted them like, to fuck yeah. so bad. So bad. There was, this, there was some really, like, major sexual chemistry between She is so good. Up. And she's doing... So, here's what I'll say. She's so hot. She's doing such a great job. She's so compelling. But she's also selling that she's a killer driver. Oh, Yes. Which is which is hard. Yes. It's hard to sell like stunt driving that her character is meant to be do be doing while then effortlessly having a conversation with Dom in okay, the, as well. What's so interesting about that sequence is I guess she stole some jewels from I don't know. Yes. I can't remember. Okay, yep. so yep. she could have easily just walked away. Sure. Yeah. Walked away. Yeah. Just walk walk out of there. She Lots was not of people she are coming looked, and going, just exactly. walk. Walk to your next location. 
But you know, she, um, well, she, has she needs to, to get in a, a car. She has to steal a car and get in a car chase. Car. And this but is, she took off like a bat out of hell. It's like you you yeah. have flagged for everybody around you. Like you're you the person. Get that person who's and, driving the car really fast. And I, here's a couple things that were interesting about this scene. First of all, I just want to talk about pure joy. And we talked about like Dom being a stoic character. When he sees her. He lights up in a way that I have yeah, never. Like he lights tree. up like like when I see Vin like Diesel doing Christmas singing videos tree. on YouTube and stuff like that. Like it's like he is in pure joy mode, and that <laughs> yeah. sequence, I was a little confused. It's like, all right, so he's asking her questions, and then she just drives him to the party. Like, like I I thought like. So she had no intention of going to that party. She no. The, she Jacob, just dropped him off. Yeah, Jacob was paying like her. An Uber. Oh, okay. Jacob was paying one of Jacob gave her two missions, or to asked her to provide two things. One of which was to drop Dom off at this party, and the other was, you know, Dom's asking her how did Jacob get a hold of this, that, and the other, and she's like, I might have, I might have told him what that that information. Right. He wanted two things: that information and for me to drop you here. But how did he know that? Vin was going to be in uh, London. How did he know? Th- yeah, exactly. Like How did he know moment. that Vin would come to London and that Vin would seek out Helen Marin? Of course. But it doesn't matter that there's a party that she drops him at a, 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 a basically a rave that <laughs> yeah, is happening on an English manor. That he ends up having a bunch of his own people at, right? Yeah. All the girls... Well, the, those girls are hired by John Cena and and the guy from The Witcher. Uh, those are like their people, but then, but then Vin Diesel Don't they end up has like having Vin. Well, those are the women that he has hired. They are part. <laughs> so this is another question. The the Interpol, like I guess yes. Dom is like circumnavigated that like, phone call to Interpol and got like, oh, I'll use my Interpol team, like. Dom has his own Interpol team that could come at the party. in at the party. Mm. Right. That he ha- didn't know he was going to. Right. When he's loaded into that van. Yeah. you. The, I mean, the thing about the movies is that Dom is somehow always like six moves ahead of One, the bad yeah, guy. And that absolutely. in a way that is completely unknowable. In a way that is just, it's impossible to have planned this, these steps, knowing that the, what the move the other would make and, would and be. We, and we know? also have, I mean, I think we have followed Dom's journey pretty clearly. Like, oh my gosh, you got involved with nobody. Like there hasn't been like time when, past when the where Interpol they've gone on. the team was yeah. revealed to be Cardi B. Mm-hmm. I was oh, like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> well, like that to me is a callback to something that didn't happen in any of the movies. Like, and they, that's what you wanted it to be. But it was sort of like, thank you so much for helping me out because now yeah. I got this. It's like, wait, wait, we don't even know who you are. When did he like help out a team of like female? Like, yes. are, like but are, I'm like, part of me is like, are they seeding this as some sort of like thing? Like, are, are, are we going to like see more of this? elite female kind of like military team or I don't know what I don't know what they are I was I was fascinated by that just as a reality and I was like oh I wonder if they're going to be part of this going for and then they weren't but I was like oh I wonder if this team will be now used by Mm -hmm. Tom by Dom and his crew as they'll be because they're always they're always bringing more people in bringing more people in you know which I love you know I love that this this is the the, I love that uh, Vin Diesel understands that the success of the movies is predicated of, of this, the modern iteration from five forward, 
is to bring in other actors, other people from all these other places and give them huge, give them, give, giving, like, um, bringing Han back and not just bringing Han back, but giving Han an, like a, a, a teammate that is his character, that his, his character's now been raising this young girl that he found and people are after her because she's the key to unlock the mega weapon or whatever. And that, that they're now just part of the, re, they're intro, reintroduced and just completely Completely part of the team. I loved it. Sort of. But then also one thing, another thing I thought was missing was when The Rock and Jason Statham were in it, it seemed like there was a bit more of a sense of humor around Dom as well. And sort of making fun of him a little bit was part of the fun as well. And that's sort of gone. I think that has gone away. Careful. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, the, you know what they know. did? They did. They James bonded him because what they do is they split the team up so effectively that you take the two funny guys and you put them with more funny guys. And then right. you take Vin and you separate him from everybody. Then you take Jordana Brewster and Letty and you put them on their own. Like you almost they it's almost like the alchemy of the separation was wrong. It's like they take Roman and Vin, yes. and then like yes. you, you need to kind of mix it up a little bit, but you just like Vin is no, doing straight really up James Bond. They really kind of segmented it into their thing, you know, which is yeah. it's it's Roman, Natalie Emmanuel, and Tyrese, you know, because the, you know at one point they have the, the set nerds. piece where 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 yes the nerds, then Dom is the always lone wolf, <laughs> and now I think they're creating what seems to me to be like kind of the. Um, when they send Letty and Mia and they to Japan, it becomes like, oh, now there's going to be like the the girls of Fast Nine team, the women yeah. in, in the Fast Nine universe. They are now uh, they are teamed up together um, in a way. And oh, I will say when they go and those the the sniper takes out the hit team that's coming after them, and you know it's Han as the sniper. I started yeah. to weep. I, cool. I when Han was revealed, I cried. I was so it was such a even though I've seen the trailer you know that he's, he's in, back. He's in the I know he's coming back. Part of I the know advertising. I'm in. I'm familiar with the justice for Han, but like he was his return was emotionally I, very satisfying. I cried when Vin hugged him because I felt like you didn't see Vin when Vin said, "Okay, it's okay to feel." Like when he told us it's okay. Well, you see everything through Vin's eyes. Yeah. For you, Vin is your surrogate. Which is why that whole sequence in the, well, we'll get to the underwater <laughs> sequence, but but I mean that, that sequence. <laughs> but not just Fast and Furious movies either. You just have life. like a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. That's why I mean, he but doesn't that, recognize Vin. It's all about <laughs> Dom. Vin is my eyes. I am Vin. And when I see Han like that, I will say that this movie, we needed to bring back Han. I'm excited that Han is back. I thought and this is why, again, I go, Dan Casey, you're a fucking genius because he just he has a, a pretty crazy deck to deal with. He's like, I got to figure out all this shit. And the way he figures it out and the way that they justify that Han is alive is pretty like loose. A pretty, <laughs> well, pretty here, loose. But this is again, this this gets at what I think these movies do so well, which is don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. Don't worry you know? about it. And also, like, there's. I feel like maybe I made this up, but I feel like they said a number of times, like, it, it's it's too complicated to explain. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no time for it. And I was like, oh, okay, there's no time for it. Like, uh, doesn't Han say like, Mister um, Nobody worked his magic or something like? Yeah, that. he's got a line that just glosses over, and then you see a flashback where Han and Mister Nobody are watching the the car explosion well, that yeah. you think killed Han. He, I, I, yeah. I think he said something like. 
like, well, Mr. Nobody can really make stuff look real or something <laughs> like that. Where... <laughs> I mean, Mr. Nobody is the like he is the centerpiece now it, it has gone from a character that we met uh by the way scott eastwood did not make a return appearance in this movie interesting uh but uh mr nobody has become the center of this universe and he came yes. in only like two movies ago but thank god because he has figured it all out and there's a moment where i'm like maybe he's using projection but that's like oh if he's like all i wanted was like mr nobody this is what this is my version of it do the same exact <laughs> sequence but then have mr nobody go like it's working and then you turn and you see Han on the ground in front of a green screen and you go like, oh there's some sort of projection thing going yeah. on like Han's pretending he's in the car and the car is actually a robot car like but they don't even do it they don't even do that they don't even need to do that they're, they're just doing, like it's fine don't worry about remember it keep that, moving remember that show uh, the BBC show Sherlock with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch like he fakes his death and you're like oh how did he do it and even that one, I was like, oh, I like this. Like, and Tyrese does it earlier in the movie. Like, a car drops mm-hmm. on him, and it's like, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Eh, and you're like, oh, fuck it. And I think that that Tyrese car drop is to get you ready for the Han one later. It's like, yes. anything is possible. I think yeah. so. Giselle you know, is I think, back. You know Giselle And I think they're, that's what they're also kind of saying, which is Tyrese is essentially having a crisis of mortality. Is he in Cri- a movie? Tyrese inside the movie is like, are we immortal? Like, are we uh, invincible? Is I think they're going to do says. like that invincible. John Scalzi book, Red Shirts, in the next movie, they're going to make, we are in a movie called Fast and Furious, and we are <laughs> <Yes>. action stars. <laughs> we need to break out into the real world. It's like Last Action Hero. They have to break out into the real world. I, for a second, when he first started doing that, <laughs> thought, are they going to uh, reveal some sort of supernatural element to yeah, finally. at least Tyrese and Ludacris, and that they are <laughs> somehow bulletproof, and and it's... And it's uh, and there, there's some supernatural element. But, yeah, you're right that the that Mr. Nobody is now like a deus ex machina. Yeah. Like anything that makes no sense. They now have that character oh. to just go and paper over anything weird. For example, or- they're like, oh, no, what do we do? And Natalie Emanuel is like, oh, there were some coordinates buried in. Yeah. In Mr. Nobody's message, they go to those right. coordinates and it's a secret headquarters. So now they have a secret headquarters that they can completely operate out of. So now they have and I was like, OK, OK, so now they've moved fully moved location to this secret headquarters that Mr. Nobody sent them. Blah, blah, blah. Again, where is baby Brian? They're all just how long does this this mission must take weeks, weeks. And I weeks think and it weeks also for- place in 72 hours. How? There's so much international travel. There's so much nighttime. There's so much nighttime. They're always at night. They're sleeping and traveling during the day. (laughs) They reference pop culture a lot. Oh, the Star Wars The bad guy is like, get me everything. Get me Chewbacca if you can. Yeah. What is this? And then another Star Wars reference like three minutes later. Yes, Charlize says you're like Yoda, like the puppet with someone's hand up its ass. That was a great twist. By the way, I mean, look, Han is Han Solo. I mean, his name is Han Solo. It, it is? Uh, yeah, truly. <laughs> His last name, name is Han Solo? Solo? Yeah, he, and not, it's spelled differently. Yeah, this is oh, like, wow. that's the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, it, wow, I'll tell you okay. how it's spelled. Uh, but that's like the big joke. Like, that was a joke that Justin Lin put in. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. The that's original funny. movie that, because basically Han oh, is Han in. Han is from A uh, Better Tomorrow. Better Tomorrow. He's great. I love oh, that Oh, I actor. love that guy. He, when he comes in, like eating a bag of chips or whatever he's doing, because we've seen him, remember, that's what he used to do because he wanted to quit smoking. He was always snacking in the old movies. And he comes in and he's just like, hey, what's up? He's so chill. His, 
he's maybe the best actor in the series, like yeah, in terms terrific. of he's seeming beautiful like too. compelling to watch and like weathered and like looks like he's been yep. through shit, you know? Yep. Okay, so his name is Han S E O U L dash O H. Han So O. Got it. Uh, and that's and that's his alias uh, that he is. Uh, yeah. So I mean, last Funny. names are yeah. Last names aren't used that much here, but that you know that's that's his that's his deal. Wow. Um, and so. we get to see the Tokyo Drift guys. You know, that was like fun. Ev- everybody. That was really get, fun. Everybody gets to be in the movie. Everybody gets to have like a a check in moment and a and a hero moment. Like they're building the rocket car that then those guys can use to go to space. Oh, isn't you that know what? Lucky? I did not see that coming, and I was delighted that <laughs> that's how they came back into the movie. Yeah, that they're going to provide the the, the way to the, space. That they're now just like. Weird, like um, MythBusters style. Yeah, it's uh, so uh, great. Experimental team like that. Like again, that nothing prepares you for the fact that this is what they do now, right? Like yeah. the same way that Ludacris at the end of Five has had all of his dreams come true, so he opens up a machine, uh, uh, a mechanic shop, right? But now he's like one of the world's greatest hackers, and we don't question it. You know, it's just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. He's like one of the world's greatest hackers. He was never a tech guy. Well, I mean, we he talk, was always we talked about this in the mini episode. There, I mean, I know people make a big thing. Although the cars do everything, but really, everything does everything in this movie. I mean, yeah. Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel and the and, and John Cena, their bodies are so rock hard that they break through walls on simple punches. And not even just them. Even one of the bad guys, the guy with the tattoo, with the, when they're fighting on the top of that truck, like a billboard crashes through oh, yeah. like Wiley Coyote style and it's like <laughs> I'm all in I mean by the way the action is great I'm having fun sometimes I wrote down I don't know if I understand everything but it's fun that uh, sequence but, in, in Edinburgh where they're jumping from car to car am I right about that is that what they're doing yeah yeah yes. that was beautifully directed I mean that is a great sequence and, and there are what five of those terrific action sequences that are oh. legitimately inventive and they yeah each movie the they figure lining? out how to do something new and it's really by the fun. way I did think the problem with the zip lining was you just have John Cena going like okay I guess my escape plan is I'm gonna zip line across Edinburgh like yeah. Yeah. it wasn't there was no like I'm just to one spot it just seemed like I'll go to here. And I yeah. go to here, and I go to here, mm-hmm. and I go to here. like. Wouldn't everyone in Edinburgh be like, "What the fuck is this guy supplying?" Like, wouldn't you run out of Edinburgh? Is not a huge city. You would eventually run out of tall buildings. Yeah, wouldn't? Yeah, that's the that was. But it was such a funny. Again, they're always using thing. They're always using new tools. Yeah. to to up the ante, and it's preposterous. Yeah. that a giant wrestler is going to zip line across a whole city, you know, over and over and over again, you know, shooting the guns, zip lining across, shooting the guns. It's so funny to me. And that meanwhile, like this whole other thing is happening, which is Ludacris and Tyrese are in a fight in the back of the van, in the of, in the back of the magnet van. That was so fun. Um, with those guys, and then Natalie Emmanuel gets in the driver's seat. She's ne- she can't she drive. Never dri- that her, was great. Her whole never character. Driven. 
Her whole character is that she can't drive, which she said in previous movies, but this is the first time they've ever then made her drive, which I thought was hilarious and such a good way to add different stakes to that car chase, which is she's driving poorly. She's doing comedic beats of like, I'm sorry, like, ooh, you know, but it's also causing havoc in the back of the van where uh, Roman and Tyrese are. Uh, I thought it was great. great. Like, that's that's a funny scene. Yeah, I also had thought about this, and I don't know, June. Like, there's something about that that fight in the back of the van, and I and I don't know why I started thinking about this. Like, how hard and how much would you have to punch a human being before they pass out? Because that seems to be the default thing. I'm gonna punch you until you're knocked out, and that seems hard. Like, for people who are not, like, a professional boxer. Like, I'm not going to put that on Toretto and Cena. I believe that they could probably do that, even though they're both Toretto's. Uh, But, like, I felt like that fight in the back of the van was kind of fun because they had to punch those guys a lot. Like, those guys are getting punched, like, like, before they finally, like, just crapped out. But to be punched so many times that you pass out is uh, a pretty brutal way to go. I don't know why. Like, yeah, this is really well, the amount of it. punching that happens on average in movies. You know, if there was a bar fight, bar fight like in real life, that amount of punching would for sure kill someone. Right. <laughs> Especially in a moving van with edges out, steel van. It was pretty rough. I want to spend a little bit of time just talking about this moment from French cinema here, where Dom rips the roof off of a building with his bare hands, but pulls down with two chains, a roof and then, Oh, uh, yeah. and then falls into the water and then has this moment. That is, I think one of the most beautiful artistically directed <laughs> moments in all of fast and furious where he is walking through his own life and dealing with mortality and family. It also allows him to look at, scenes from the movie from a different perspective as if as if like you're like wearing an oculus and you can kind of be like oh right that's okay that's what i missed (laughs) but like that sequence was pretty shocking to me like that that was in this movie it's the first time you know it's really kind of like a near-death experience for dom obviously you know um he's it's set up that he is essentially sacrificing himself so that the others can live he tells letty to tell his son that he loves him or he never gave up whatever he tells letty like final words for his son and then he pulls this roof down he falls into the water and it's like him dying sinking to the bottom and dying But what's interesting is that it does this the first time in any of these movies, Dom realizes he was wrong. Right. Because when he has these visions, he realizes he was wrong. Yeah. He 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 got it wrong. He got it wrong. And it's the first time in in any Fast and Furious movie where Dom is wrong. And not only is he wrong, but he betrayed family. Right. He betrayed his brother. He took away from his brother the only thing that for Toretto's matter, which is family. Mm-hmm. Because because his which, brother. By the way, out can of, I just say one thing, Jason? Because yes to all of this, but it's so funny to me that they keep on saying in these movies, like the worst thing you could do to a Toretto yeah. is, is take away their family. Yeah. It's like that's the, that's the worst thing you could do to anyone. Yeah. That's By the way, all these fa- and all Toretto's the dads aren't uh, unique in this regard. They're not. Everyone like, we'd, I think we'd fond. all be upset yeah. if. Our well, there is a line. There is a line, June. I wanted to break that down. This line that that uh, that uh, Mia says. She's like Mia says to Letty, "Dom is my brother." But you'll always, always be, be my, my sister. sister. 
Like, yeah. What does that mean? Does like, mean? it's meaningless, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it truly is. But Jason, to go back to what you're saying, it, it was the movie was different in that sense to see Dom in a vulnerable state of not yes. knowing and having misread a situation. It actually made me think about the younger Dom and how, like, his father did not think he was strong enough to handle that information. Mm. His father did not assumed that he was too weak, really, mm-hmm. to I think handle it. Well, the way they frame it in the movie is slightly different, which is his father believed in Dom so much to be the good one that he wanted to keep Dom pure. Like that Dom was going Whoa, to be like the okay. he was the Dom was the chosen one. And that Jacob was the, not the runt, but the little brother who, who knew like, who, who the dad kind of was like, you have to help me throw this fight. We, we can't tell Dom because, because he's too good. Because Dom's whole character is Dom is too attached to his father and to the lore of his father. I think that's in there too. Yeah, he can't handle this reality. That's and it right. made him seem to me so, um, well, I think it broadened his character. And it was actually like, oh, wow, this is a different, um, this is a different Toretto where we're now seeing that his, his whole sense of his own masculinity is based on a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Jacob... Keeping this secret all of these years, you would think like this whole conflict and this whole um, this whole uh, a sort of splinter in their family could be solved with one conversation. But John Cena is also protecting Dom, not only keeping his the word he gave to his dad, but he also is protecting him from thinking of his father in this in this other way. So, yeah, it is yeah. a, a, a well written uh uh, you know, sort of uh, conflict that it's they got, put together there. It's got juice. You yeah. know, there's yeah. something to, you know, without it being, you know, because I was a little bit nervous when they announced that, like, oh, John Cena is going to be his brother, his long lost brother. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That seems a little bit like that could be dicey. But I really liked it because it really serviced something that has really not been attended to in these movies, which is that in all of these movies, Dom is absolutely unquestionably always on the right side of every decision. He is always the moral compass of every choice and he's never questioned. And in this instance, he really is found to be wrong. His, 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 his understanding of the situation was wrong and his, his inability to question it in, into adulthood also wrong. And he really has to like have a, have like a really come low moment. But what's interesting and what's so interesting and what we talked about on the podcast before about how Dominic, Toretto can never lose a fight. You know how Vin Diesel won't let him lose a fight, won't let him that everything. He has to win everything. He never apologizes. He never mm. says, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. You're right. <laughs> like the moment where he acknowledges it to Jacob is to say something like he's I, I don't I don't think I wrote it down, but he says something like 
maybe I had it wrong or maybe you maybe you took maybe you knew too much. I can't he phrases something in a way that is like, I think I understand what happened now, but he doesn't ever say, I'm sorry that I basically humiliated you in a car race and banished you from family. Yeah. You know, like I took away the thing that that we all valued, which was family. I love Disgraceland. Jason loves Disgraceland. What is Disgraceland? Well, it's an award-winning podcast that blends music, pop culture, and true crime with a deeply researched storytelling and cinematic sound design. Okay, Jake Brennan is a genius, and he's talking about everyone from Jerry Lee Lewis to the Wu-Tang Clan, all right? I mean, we're talking about ACDC to Cardi B, and Disgraceland is expanding to include stories from beyond the world of music. We're talking about Anthony Bourdain, Kobe Bryant, Steve McQueen, Andy Warhol, Heath Ledger, this is a must-listen show. I love it so much. If you want to listen to full episodes of Disgraceland, they're released every Tuesday with bonus after-party episodes released every Thursday. Check out Disgraceland on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast app, or disgracelandpod.com. I loved the sequence. So I loved the sequence where... I, it's, I, it's the Edinburgh one, right? Where the, the, it's the long convoy, yeah. right? And... And Dom, it's the one where you're talking about, Adam, earlier, where they're jumping across roof, uh, car, moving yes. car and bus roofs. Yes. They're jump, again, something you cannot do. You can't jump nope. from a car that's moving 30 miles an hour to a car that's going the other direction at 20 miles an hour, land on your feet and just continue, like Frogger style. Continue fighting. Continue to, mm -hmm. to jump and fight. Yeah, right? Again, the laws of physics don't apply to these characters, which Tyrese appropriately calls out and should be saying, do the laws of physics not apply to us? Yeah. Are we human? <laughs> What's happening? Anyway, so Dom gets into the... The the uh, John Cena's character and the German his German Willem Dafoe Jr. Um, character are in a a transport that is like t I don't know two semi truck huge tr trucks in length it's like a mini railroad uh, thing and you've seen it in the trailer it goes upside it goes vertical at one point anyway. They use the magnets. They go vertical. Dom somehow ends up inside this truck as it's tumbling over and over and over again. He is, again, the thing is tumbling over and over and over again. He is able to walk through it. Yep. Walking on wall, ceiling, floor, wall, ceiling. He's walking through it so much so that it falls down like a mountain or something, then lands, and just as he's getting into the driver's seat, and he drives it away. That's right. <laughs> that happens. It is insanity. It's so... He would be double Can dead. Just, but, but hold on and just say, and then manages to escape that same truck that's been hit by two missiles yes. by jumping out of it as it careens off a cliff, but also not being any bit affected by the amount of heat because that thing is is a giant fireball on wheels at that point. I mean, it and is. And he lands like in a superhero pose. Yes. He lands like in Black a Widow style, yeah, like this to floor. Superhero yeah. pose. And how does the drone that it's revealed that Charlize is, is flying so she doesn't have to leave the the yeah. studio where they're shooting. How, <laughs> how did they end up downing that? Was that through car he trickery uses, as well? I forget. Yes, he uses the tail and the rear end of the long convoy there thing that go. he's driving to. He positions it so that the missiles hit and the and it forces the truck to, the truck's tail to spin around and smack the drone that's firing missiles. That's right. 
and it all blows up, and he is completely without a scratch, unharmed. I mean, a lot, <laughs> lot, a lot of stuff going he on. He fights By like way. sixty guys at once. Vin Diesel at one point fights like sixty guys. Yeah, in, at once in the yeah. "Tell Him I Love Him" scene, right with yes. the chains. Yeah, yeah. There's a moment though in this movie. This is how much action it has that it goes completely silent. Uh, as like mo- like there's a giant sequence where Vin is running up the side of that truck to get into it, and it's just silent. It's sort of like yeah. almost like background montage. It's like oh yeah yeah this is not even this giant set piece which most people would like pull out. It's like this is nothing. You don't even need to see yeah. the truck flipping and him jumping in. It was like this is just like meanwhile it's a weird thing. I've never seen a movie take such a giant action set piece and treat it like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's going on too. Uh, yeah, it's was crazy. there like narration over some voiceover? Over no voiceover. Oh, it was just dead silent with music. And we, that's when the space thing is going on. There's a million that's things right. going on. That's right. And the only thing I thought about in that sequence a lot, uh, again, this is me in the punching and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Dom's jeans. I've heard we. I've heard dad jeans. I've heard mom's jeans. And I was thinking about Dom's jeans because Dom's jeans, they're not, they're not pure denim, right? Because they're they're a little, they're a little, they're not like they're not that 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 kind of color. But they're also not like faded. They're not like like whitewashed. They're kind of this weird retro jean. I was looking at. It, I was like, where does Dom? They Dom- also taper oh, at geez. the bottom. Weirdly, like boots. they're also like, they're, yeah, I don't know if they're tucked into his boots, but you they don't they don't come over his boots. They they end at the top of his boots. Yeah, so for sure, that's an interesting. So he's going to well. a tailor with his jeans. I mean, he's eight feet tall, so he's got to go to a tailor, obviously, because the jeans. Well, he's got to go to the tailor anyway so that they can remove all his sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> and those are those are like. A lasting jeans like those jeans. You have right. to be able to run through a two block long truck in as it's as it's uh, careening off a cliff. You can't do that in like tight denim. So they have to be like spandex. What's interesting is like you'll they'll give in scenes that are appropriate, like in the one we mentioned earlier, like Tyrese and some of the other players will have bulletproof vests on they'll have body armor or something akin to that on right dom never dom is just like i'm out here i'm in the world i'm bulletproof essentially is what he's saying i don't need kevlar i don't need body armor i'm body armor sure I mean, I also notice that when he's doing good things, he's in a white shirt, and when he's doing bad things, he's in a black shirt. Is that right? Oh, is that true? Well, he when he when he pulls the roof down, he's in a black shirt, and when he's doing like I'm on the farm, it's a white shirt. So, and like even when he wouldn't steal the car, he's wearing a jacket over there because it's probably a little cold in London. Uh, Uh, With Helen Mary, he's like, I don't do that. I'm not a thief anymore. I'm not a thief anymore. But it's also like, come on, man. Live at at this point. uh, What are you doing? I love that. That she like wanted him to get in on yeah. that on her. Uh, he does pull the brake. He does pull the. Yeah, you know, he, he does. does he does. He helps her out. <laughs> the the number uh, because they insist on using cars and because they use cars on active city streets frequently. I'm going to estimate the number of civilian deaths that happen in the course oh, of the events of my, this movie oh is my. in the th- thousands. Oh, and people, this is the first time I'll, I will say this too. Justin Lin directed some extras to do some good stuff. Like, but there's that one guy who's shopping for like microwave ovens. Yeah. And, and the car flies through or all the microwave ovens yes. flies out. And like, well, even if you're not getting hit by a microwave oven at 60 miles an hour, 
You're going to get glass in your face. Someone's getting glass. The dog is going to well, get glass there's in their a car. They, they suck John Cena's car through an entire Scottish building into their yeah. truck. It, it goes through two walls. Like, like people are in there. Like, like shopping like, or, or their apartments. They are knows? so glibly. I do think so glibly. This, it, seemed, it felt like this movie had the highest death For toll. sure. Yeah. For sure. Maybe yeah. the Puerto Rico one where they were uh, dragging. They, they, they dragging the vault is that what happened in Puerto Rico? That's Brazil. Brazil, Brazil yeah. That's that Brazil. one had yep. a pretty high body count too. Okay, but well, yeah, but this I, one, this I one say that and been, I actually don't remember. I any think those <laughs> magnets because those <laughs> magnets are pulling those magnets are pulling people's you know like people in their cars, people in there. They're pulling like they're using those magnets willy nilly. And it, by the way, the magnet shit, it's cool. Yeah. It's such a basic, basic idea, and I thought it was super By the way, fun. It's Justin Lin's kid came up with that. So fun. Yeah. But right? maybe I liked, his, and I liked it. his kid saw Breaking Bad and maybe <laughs> got it from that. Because <laughs> it yeah, sort yeah. of reminded me of Breaking You're right. Bad a I forgot bit. about that. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it the was The movie great. is 80% magnets. 80% magnets. They they need the magnets in space. I don't even understand truly the, what the magnets are doing, but yeah, I get it. I mean, I guess it's just going to, everything that has a one and a zero attached to it is going to, I mean, they use it a lot for comedy because like, you know, when Roman's eating, they turn up the magnets that steal his oh fork God. and knife. Yep. And then like a laptop hits it too. And that laptop is now ruined, but they still thought it was hilarious. It seems like everything thing. in that room would be ruined, but that amount of magnetism yes. uh, coursing through a small room like that. It also seems like their bodies would be ruined by that. Like, I don't think your body should be that close to magnetism like that. I, I don't know. I, I, no. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to me. There's got to be radiation involved too somehow. Here's my question. And this is my question for the group. And we got, we've gotten a little bit away from it, but we were talking about it earlier, so I want to reintroduce it. When Dom and so we Dom, we see young Dom get out of jail, and he shows up at a street race where young Jacob is, and Jacob is like the king of street racing now since Dom's been in prison. And Dom says, "If I beat you, you have to keep driving and never come back. You have to go away." And he sends Jacob basically into exile. Mia is basically like you know. I kept in touch with him a little bit. Like, is Dom forcing Mia to choose sides? It like, seems is, so. I'm so glad you brought that up. Wait, I don't I remember I feel this. like... Yeah, I do. Yeah, so what do you... June, I'm curious because I feel like they've never mentioned it before or anything yeah. like that. But in my mind, Dom is like forcing Mia to shut out Jacob. So and that is heartbreaking. It is. And it felt like... Um, that last moment where she goes over and hugs Jacob, it felt like she was being released from like a transparent cube, you know, that she had been kept away from him and that like Scientology style, he Dom had, uh, had told her it's it's him or me. Yeah. Wait, so June, it was I, think very upsetting. Saying, I think what we're kind of coming to here in a very like organic way is like Vin is emotionally abusive character. He doesn't apologize. He keeps family apart, but yet he pro pro like projects this image of being perfect, but yet he is not. Well, he demands, he demands that everybody follow his morality. You know, well, as, and Jason, as if did it you is. just say this though? Because it felt like Mia doesn't, she wasn't carrying the baggage of like this idea that, that, um, that Jacob killed her father. Right. 
Oh, I would yeah. imagine I don't know if she even believed it. Maybe different dads, different moms, different dads. Or Dom maybe never told her that Jacob was yeah. complicit in the murder, or complicit in the death. He might have let her live a life where she didn't know that and just assumed Jacob had disappeared. I don't know. That I don't oh. know. They, you know, he might never have said that. Right. He might. But meanwhile, Jacob was probably hanging out with Mia during the time that Dom was in jail. So, like, yes. he. Because so, they're both at the car And race. don't you think that if they've kept in touch from time to time, like, Jacob would be like, yeah, you're, you know, Dom did tell me to get the fuck out of here. I don't know, but it like what I I do because here's the thing that I keep coming back to in these movies and having just watched them all, it's true. Like the Dom Mia brother sister relationship never makes sense. Never. Right? Like they do not seem like they are brother and sister. They seem like they're they're part of the same group, and they seem like Crew. they've been together yeah. since since they were young. I understand all of that. They do not seem like brother and I sister. I had forgotten so, that so, they were brother and sister until yeah, this. Yeah, and so the the Dom yep. Jacob dynamic I totally understood. But when you factor in there's a, a third sibling here, and you're barely giving it any weight. Yep. You know, but she does. It seems like Letty's more of a sister to Dom. Yeah, because they don't kiss, do they? Do they ever kiss Letty and Dom? Very rarely. No, they have in the past, but it's they. Theirs is a very chastely represented relationship. I know. I was a little bit weirded out because I couldn't quite tell if like Letty was not into this life they were leading. And I think June, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Wait, you couldn't tell? She wasn't into it. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) She says specifically, "We don't hide." Well, but, she's like pissed. But I, 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 and I, I yeah. hate your son. Well, she has that line where she says, I just remembered who I was. Um, and then our whole lives changed, basically. Right. Because remember, right, she had right. amnesia. Right. Don't, let's not forget. Right. I, did she forget. Just, <laughs> I did forget. She just had amnesia. Yeah. And so oh. just when she remembered who she was, came back into the fold, <sighs> they basically stopped doing adventures and he has a son now. I mean, pretty wild. Did shit. she I just mean, come isn't... back into the fold in the last movie, or the one the movie before? prior? Okay. Okay. The before, movie yeah. prior, she is like, "Oh, Letty's back," and right. she was a bad guy. She was the bad guy. That's she was right. on Decker's brothers. She was on Statham's brothers team. The Ew, other Decker. That's the other right. The uh, Shaw. The sorry, sorry. The other Shaw. Sorry. Did that, yes. I mean, did the other Shaw die? Did they kill him? No, he's alive still too. He's, he's a little prison. fucked up. Owen, yeah. I think is it Owen, Owen Owen's Shaw? in prison. I think he's in prison he was and a the sister. Good guy too. Yeah. And I don't remember what happened to the sister. And and Jason Statham, I thought the last time we saw Jason Statham, he was walking into a prison, like a narrow corridor, and all those guns were pointed at him. But he's out now, as we see in the post. Wait, is that the end of Hobbs and Shaw, you mean? Oh, they put him in jail in the end? Oh, no, that was the bad guy in Hobbs and Shaw, right? But they put Idris Elba in that prison. I believe so. Okay, the walk, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, when we see, you know, basically, you know, Justice for Han, we get to see a snippet of what that's going to look like in the next movie, which is Han shows up to Jason Statham's house, and Jason Statham is, like, chasing down someone for a micro, uh, uh, with a a mini hard drive, uh, but beating, I mean, the best reveal of all time, Jason, you you missed the great thing, Adam. Jason Statham is uh, punching a boxing bag. We don't know it's Statham at first. It's a guy in, like, a a hood, like, punching a punching bag. And you think, okay, who's this villain that's training to, like, defeat the the crew pop 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 he's beating up baby then he takes off his hood reveals jason statham you're like oh my god i thought he couldn't contractually be in this because they all hate each other and you're excited and he drinks a a bit of water and then all of a sudden you hear like and you're like what 
and you realize that the uh, the punching bag actually has a human being in it. And that's how Jason Statham gets his workout done. <laughs> oh my God. He puts... Uh, so he Adam, the punching bag, like, I don't know, does he unzip himself or does Statham Jason unzip does him? Statham does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty and wild. who's in there? Just a, just a random guy. guy. Yeah. Just a guy. Okay. Oh my Unknown. God. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't supposed to recognize. No. And then he's person. like, I got, okay. I got the micro hard drive here. <laughs> Everything's it on little. It is weird though that that guy doesn't make a peep until yes. he's like unzipped. Yeah, well, he's knocked out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And then, oh. and then knock, knock, knock on the door. The door opens and who is it? It's Han eating out of a bag of chips and he sees Shaw blackout. That's all we get to see. And Statham, I will say, and Statham looks shocked uh-huh. and scared uh-huh. or nervous yeah, or like, like, oh, he, like he had shit. no idea. No, that was you an know? odd choice too because Statham is a guy who kills so many people that for him to, like he's having like a Bucky Winter Soldier moment of like, right. oh my God, my past is coming to haunt me. But he never seems to be that upset about like, like I almost wanted to, I almost wanted the end of the movie to be like, oh shit, Han's here and he goes to throw a punch and Han goes to throw a punch and then the the punches oh, hit together yeah. like Rocky and it's like, boom, coming, you know, like, Amazing. but I mean, I don't want them to fight because I want them to get on with each other. But it seems like the way that they brought Han back and the way that Jason Statham's in the franchise, they're going to become fast friends. Like, I think they're all going to understand. And fu- fast and furious friends? Yeah. <laughs> is that the next movie is that they're, uh, th- I mean, have they shot it or are they shooting There's it now? There's two they... more, oh. 10 and 11, all just uh, directed by Justin Lin. He's going to finish out this Great. 11 film series. And they're, and they're building, I think, to this final, this is all, I guess what I would say about this is we know that Cypher's alive, so that's a big thing. But it didn't end on the cliffhanger that I thought it was going to end on because it feels like, we got two more movies to lead into. I felt like it was going to be like a trilogy here. It doesn't feel like it's ending on a yeah. trilogy note. It felt pretty f- finite. It well, felt the like- thing that we, Mr. Nobody is still missing. Got it. So there, that that's left out there. Charlize, uh, Cypher is still out there and I believe is the most compelling villain the series has. Absolutely. You know, ever established. Yeah, she's you know, so like great. I think, I think she is the most capable and the most impressive in terms of like scale scope vision like she is like a super villain versus everybody else like when it comes down to it in this movie like the vin diesel john cena like petulant brother fight that's at the center of this movie where they 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 have an argument like teenagers in front of like john cena's whole military (laughs) Like they storm in and they're like, dad liked you better. He did. Dad didn't want you to. And they like they have like a whiny brother fight, which was hilarious. But all the other villains have like personal agendas. And Charlize is like a big world brain thinker. That's where that's where I hope this goes. I hope that. This turns into something where, because I would love a movie where, because I think both of the movies that Charlize has been in so far, she has expertly done an incredible amount of incredible work in very short spurts. Yeah, you want you know, more She's of her. basically only on the plane in the last one, and she's basically only in the box in this one. Um, very small presence, but I would love a... I would love Charlie's driving. I would love Charlie's in it. You know she can in it more. Yeah, you know, I mean like that, yeah. that would be exciting. I mean, to me. I, I also want to see all of it. I want to see Dom reach that level of like acting too. That one moment that I love. I'm gonna turn down my mic volume here. Where he goes, I shoot you, Mercy. Like that one moment <laughs> oh, yeah. was pre- pretty. That uh, was crazy. <laughs> it was a real like. It was 
like a very Pacino-esque move. It was yes. like, we're going toe-to-toe here. And it's like, I'm going to, I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, that was amazing. But um, they had to turn down his mic, too. <laughs> now that we've gotten a brother, like, is, who else do you want to see enter this world? The two moms. I think so. <laughs> or, or like, the dad is still alive. Dad, Mr. Yeah, Nobody uh, somehow yeah, yeah. also saved the dad. Well, the dad having to kill himself. I mean, the dad, again, there. We anything can happen. Uh, well, just or Mister Nobody just, is the dad. Whoa! Uh, Classic surgery. Is Classic like that. surgery. Uh, Giselle is primed for a comeback. Uh, yeah. she is so primed for a comeback. I felt. But like I they will were say that I, th- I will say that they've done such a good job making Giselle the heartbreak of Hans' story is the loss of Giselle. Yeah. So to have her come back. That would be interesting. I would do, I would like that if they were going to then spin Giselle and Han off into something else. I love it. Like a Bonnie and Clyde. Was, like a, yeah. You know, because I loved her character. I loved Giselle. I thought that was an incredible character. And I'm, but it's so inextricably woven into like Han's story that I almost feel like in, to introduce it, just be, have her back would be great. But I would then want there to be a spinoff movie that is Han and Giselle adventure. Oh, or, I would watch or, or the two of them in like a globe trotting sexy spy thriller that would be so fun by the way i'm in spy racers the fast and furious cartoon just fyi uh Whoa. yeah no big deal uh it's that's on Netflix. Cool. that's yeah. great i play a government what do you agent. play uh i was a government agent in one of them uh so there's Ooh, four seasons awesome. uh on netflix what? yeah there's four seasons really i've yeah. never even <laughs> is it like dom and and the whole gang are in it it's more like uh, it's more like the kids it's like fast and furious kids so it's like muppet babies yeah, for fast say, and like, furious? Mass, yeah it's like it's uh yeah it's uh it's called spy oh, racers awesome and uh i'm a i'm a i'm a colonel on a military base. Um, oh, I want to, I, I know that. we have to, we have to get going here, but I'm going to just Ugh. quickly, uh, obviously we had an opinion about this film, but there are people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for second opinions. The movie was a piece of shit. Yet this person recommends it. Tell me what is the message? I need a second opinion. And these simply are the best opinions we could find. Nate Kylie did an amazing job here, but these are uh, 10 star reviews from IMDb, and I'm just going to rock them out here. Damn! Fast Nine was <laughs> awesome and fantastic. I love John Cena playing the brother of Dominic Toretto and Mia Toretto. I can't wait to see it again. I'm so excited for the next Fast 10 and Fast 11 for the final chapter. I would say chapters. Uh, and then uh, this one is from Fisher. goes, geez, these ones and twos out of 10 are a bit harsh. We all know this franchise has evolved. And if you don't like the direction it's gone in, don't bother watching. You're never going to be the godfather of Oscars-wise. Everyone knows this. You watch it for the action, the camaraderie, and the laughs. I gave it a 10 to even out the average so people don't see it as a 5 and then don't watch it. If fast films aren't your bag, watch something else. I doubt the cast read these reviews, but if they do, thank you. This is a really good uh, feel-good delight. (laughs) And then... uh, (laughs) And then this one was uh, the final one here. Uh, uh, This one is like, so what? They went to space. This movie was never about street racing, but you casuals keep on yapping and crying about it. Nah, 
When will it be about racing? Shut the fuck up. Limited casual fans. They use cars to do the heist. And even Brian said to Dom in the first movie, they couldn't make that kind of money just by doing street racing. But haters gonna hate. No matter how many movies they made, I'll always be excited for the new movie because this movie isn't about thinking. It's about fun. Ten stars. Go, go, the She-Hulk. Wow. I, I would have to disagree. I think the Fast and Furious was very much about street racing. Yeah, uh, I think that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, oh, it's been about street racing throughout. Yeah. You I know, mean, they, they every, almost every movie, maybe with the exception of this one, has had a recreate, or I guess this one had a street race for the brothers. Yeah, that was, you know, they were, um, they were kind of doing world building to shit. To then yeah. banish the brother. But they, there's always been a street race, usually. Oh, and a like location that is street race based. Yeah. You know, where there seems to be hundreds of people sh- know to show up to show off their cars, usually under a bridge or something like, like that. Like in the middle of Paris and, or Bulgaria yes, or anywhere they and go. Party. Yeah. It's like a party with cars and racing. And I don't know. Have you guys ever come across that in your lives? Nope. Not. And once. by the way, they shot that right. They shot that right June, across. The you were part of a street racing scene, weren't you, in New York back in the day? Well, you know, it was a brief period. It was a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really dark time. June, we shot Black Monday next to the the scene where Dom and Jacob have their fight over that bridge. That like I, I was there late oh, night. Yeah, I was there yeah. all but I've oh, never, never saw straight yeah. never saw straight bridge. Yeah. Yes, that bridge, but I've never seen I've I've never seen any street racing. Um I want to just say one thing before we uh say what we uh, want people to check out. And this is uh well first of all, let me say one thing. If you haven't watched it yet, when they go to Tokyo, please watch uh Jordana Brewster's work with chopsticks in the ramen bowl. She does everything she can not to eat out of the ramen bowl. I was so enamored with the movement. It's like, I guess in uh, Two and a Half Men, they would always eat pizza with like a knife and fork and there, there's weird stuff. They're Watching her with the ramen bowl, like June and I screamed because when she finally did eat a, shri- a shrimp, uh, it was, it was, it was like, you it was you were on the edge of your seat. When is she going to eat something here? It was really, uh, really well done. So watch the ramen bowl if you've not watched it yet. Do you think it was because she didn't want to have to keep eating all night while they shot the scene, yes. or I she was just avoiding? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's like who wants to eat broth all night? Like all eat, night yeah, ramen. Yeah. I was also ramen. just like, can we let these two women sit down with like a beer? Yeah. Like, why do we have to have them sitting down with these giant bowls? Black Widow did it. Black Widow, they just drank some beers in a like a roadside cafe. Like, you, you need that. You need those moments. Um, would we recommend this movie? Any? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like across the board, we're saying yes, right? I mean, but yeah. uh, I don't want to speak. Put oh, yeah. absolutely, one hundred percent, a blast, a blast, oh, and and a much needed fun summer blockbuster yeah. this has like the this has the feel of a spectacle laced blockbuster and and i thought they yeah, i really enjoyed it I again like having watched them all just recently there are some there are some duds in there there's some duds along the way and they really have in the last this last batch really found a way to tell these stories in inventive, practical ways. There's a lot of practical stuff in here. There's obviously a ton of CGI as well, and it doesn't make sense, but there's a lot of fun, practical effects that look great, and it's a blast to watch. Uh, so, I, yeah, absolutely. I recommend it. All right. Uh, Adam, anything you want to tell people to uh, check out? 
while we're here. I'm jumping into uh, how did this get made coming up uh, um, uh, F9, the Fast Saga. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. And where uh, can people get that? You just go to any any podcast app, really. Apple right, Podcasts. Great. What's a what's a podcast? Oh, How do I get that? Oh, is that that's on the internet? Well, I don't. We'll, we'll put okay. some. We'll put some notes in the show notes. We'll put the how to get it on the show yeah, notes. Yeah, we'll where out. and how and all that stuff. Uh, you yeah, can, that'd you be can great. Find it there in the in the notes. And I'm just really excited uh, to do it. I've been doing these uh, for a few years now. Jumping in. <laughs> With uh, Paul, June, and Jason, talk about the Fast and Furious movies. Can't wait. That's exciting. That's a great opportunity for you, Adam. Thank yeah, you. Really, yeah, really I'm, I'm excited. Really like I said, I'm excited. I'll be honest. I'm excited to check it out. Oh, I great. love podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it's love really Fast good. and Furious movies too. Yeah, yeah, we talk about Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> That's great. I love those movies, and I love podcasts. So I can't wait to check out this app. Cool. Um, Any podcast app, uh, you find it anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Subscribe and like. Yeah, hit the hit the subscribe button. All right, great. June, anything you want to mention? Um, I uh, Yes, everyone check out uh, The Deep Dive, which is a new podcast I'm hosting with Jessica Sinclair. Um, we do not talk about movies. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, but I would say that I would say that there is, you know, there is a, a lot of talk about family and uh, the emotional depth. That's true. I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of uh, a lot. And of you Toretto. guys are also covering all of the Fast and Furious movies from a family perspective, right? <laughs> yes, it's woven in. It's woven yeah. in. It's indirect. <laughs> yeah. And Jason, anything? Uh, Steve Conrad, who created one of my favorite recent shows, Patriot, and also Perpetual Grace Limited, has a new stop motion animation show coming out on the twenty second called Ultra City Smiths. That I have a small uh, part that I do a voice in. Um, and then, uh, as always, I'll, re- I'll recommend Invincible to everybody. The uh, animation show on Amazon uh, based on the Robert Kirkman comic book that I think is fantastic. I've heard that's terrific. It's really, really great. You can always check out Black Monday, which is ending its season right now. Uh, you can go back and binge them all. You can go uh, download Showtime. I think you have a seven days for free. You could probably watch every Every episode of the first three seasons in one whole chunk, if you wanted to do it in over seven days, I think you could. Uh, and uh, also to check out what's going on over at Twitch at twitch.tv slash friendzone. It's just a streaming video thing, and me and Hubel host a show, and we have cooking shows, and we have music shows, and me and Pally do a show, and Jason pops on there uh, from time to time. It's a blast. And make sure you check out our discords. Uh, you can go to discord.gg slash paulshear or discord.gg slash hdtgm for a lot of fun stuff there. A big thank you to Avril Halley for doing all of our uh, movie picking Nate Kylie for doing all of our uh, uh, amazing research but uh, uh, thanks to our super producer uh, Cody Fisher uh, our our engineer uh, Devin Bryant uh, our MVP uh, Molly Reynolds uh, our our MVP squared July Diaz and everybody who helps put the show together uh, over at Earwolf we couldn't do without you and we couldn't do it without the amazing artwork that we get from Zach McAleese aka the ghost of Craig T. Nelson on Instagram and and also Kyle Waldron. So you can check that out on all of our social platforms. Uh, keep the conversation going by jumping into our mini episodes. And you can always give us a call about your life or about this movie at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-Paul-ASK. That's a lot of information, but I know you can handle it. We'll see you next week for a mini episode. You can talk to us all about Fast 9. Uh, I'm, there's more to say, I'm sure. Uh, so without any further ado, see you all next week. Bye for now. Bye.